This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. God is so good. We're doing a little mini-series here on spirit, soul, and body. And, uh, you know, uh, I think it's good that we, we know, you know, we get a revelation of who we are in Christ, what we have, and what we can do. And so, as I've been ministering on this, we, we found out that we, we're made in God's image. And, um, you know, we're made in the image of God. And I was thinking about that yesterday. Um, we're actually, God is love, so you're actually made in the image of love. Isn't that good? You're made in the image of love. Amen. You're made in the image of God. And so, we're, we're, we're love creatures. Say, I'm a love creature. Amen. And, uh, you know, we, 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 we're called to walk in the love of God. Amen. And we know that God is love. He doesn't just, he doesn't just have love. He is a being of love. Amen. Isn't that awesome? And so we're, we're beings of love too. Amen. And that's why we want to we wanna walk in the love of God. And, and we found out that we're actually, we're a tripart being, if I may. We're, we, we are a spirit. Uh, we, we have a soul and we live in a body. Amen. And so your body's your earth suit. Amen. And so that what gives, you know, your bodies give you authority here on this earth. Amen. And so and so I like what it says in Thessalonians 5.23. And this is a salutation from Paul. He says, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray that God, your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, so Paul here is saying that, you know, he's praying that our bodies will be, you know, sanctified, holy, spirit, soul, and body. So, so you are a spirit being, even though we live in a body. And, and sometimes I think we can be more body conscience than we are spirit conscience. And we need to get more spirit conscience than body. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And we take care of our bodies and, you know, and, and that's, you know, what we see in the mirror. But the real you is, is the new man that God has created you to be. Amen. And I love that because I love in Corinthians 517, 2 Corinthians 517, it says that you are a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away and all things have become new. And not only are we new creations, but we are translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the, to the kingdom of his dear son's love. Amen. So you are in a new kingdom. Sam, I'm in a new kingdom. So you're in the kingdom of love. Say, I'm in the kingdom of love. And so, so really, uh, so that's how we operate in this kingdom. We operate in love. Like Thanksgiving is this Thursday, and normally I, I normally preach a message on thanks, being thankful. And that is a key, you know, to uh, walking in love is, is to be thankful. Uh, because we could all probably have, you know, there's things that we're praying for and we're believing for more. But we just need to be thankful for what we have. And when you start getting thankful for what you have, I really believe this, that as you, you know, maintain an attitude of thankfulness, God can expand, amen, uh, the grace in your life. You believe that today? So we, we talked about 
last week we talked about uh, building your spirit man up. This is part two. And, and so it's keys on building your spirit man. And it's important that you have a strong spirit. Amen. Because, you know, uh, you know, the Bible actually says that that whenever, you know, we go into trials and tribulations, a strong spirit will sustain us, will keep us through the trials and the tribulations of life. And I want to learn how to build a strong spirit. And and the first key that I talked about that I focused mainly on last week was that we need to meditate on the word of God. We need to meditate on the Word of God. And, and, and that's why it's so important that not only that you read your Bibles, but you study the Word. You, you study the Bible. You, you put the Word in because you, 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 you are a product of what you eat. Amen. And you are a product, you know, whatever you put in your body. That, that's, that's what you're going to become, you know. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So what we want to do is we want to put spiritual food into our spirits and we want to be strong spiritually, amen? And so I talked about Psalms 1 and how, how it talks about that, that in Psalms 1 that we don't want to be so much into the world. We want to separate, separate ourselves from the world's, you know, ways and we want to get inundated with God's ways. Amen. And so how you do that, you you curve, you know, what you're watching on TV and you curve, you know, the negative things and and, and you put more of God in your life. Hopefully, hopefully Sunday morning is not the only God time that you have. Hopefully, you, you know, I've been I've been developing my time with the Lord, my devotional time and my devotional time used to be just reading the word a little bit. And then maybe doing a little prayer and then I was out. But now I'm now I'm, I'm spending more time. I'm actually spending time in worshiping the Lord every day. And so I actually have a church. You know, I have my own church service every day of the week. In other words, you know, I used to say Sunday is my favorite day of the week. That's that's what I used to say. I love Sundays. And uh, because I love coming together with you guys and ministering the word of God. And Sunday morning should be the best day of your week. But but I'm going to say this. Every day can be the best day of your week. In other words, you need to make Sunday every day. In other words, you need to have a worship service. When you wake up, get your favorite worship songs going and start worshiping. You can have a Sunday experience seven days a week. Do you believe that today? And, you know, I'm, I'm worshiping the Lord every day. I'm doing my... And, you know, I'm really... To tell you the truth, my favorite part of my time with God is worshiping Him. I, I, I do study the word and, you know, and I, I, I do confessions. I confess who I am and I confess, do the confession sheets and, you know, I'm building my spirit man up. But, but my favorite time is worshiping God. And then God starts touching me and I start crying and I start weeping. And I'm like, wow, you know, God's really alive. And I think sometimes when we're in this walk, we are so body conscious and we're so, you know, in, you, we're so conscience of our, you know, of our feelings and our body that we don't, we don't really think about God too much. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So we need to start thinking more about God. And last week I told you that I, I mentioned to you that I did, I, I read a study where, where we have, you know, like up to 6,000 thoughts a day. And, and they say 80% of our thoughts are negative. 
But as a Christian, I would say 80% of our thoughts should be positive. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In other words, we need just just the fact that you're saved. You know, just the fact that you have Jesus in your life. Just 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 that fact alone. We should be happy. We should be happy for 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 what God has done for us. Amen. And, and, And what God is working through us. Amen. And so when you when you meditate on the word of God, you become what you think about. And I want to start thinking more about God. I, I want to start, start thinking about, I want to think like God thinks. Yes, amen. You know, the Bible says, you know, uh, the Bible says that his, his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So he thinks differently. God thinks differently. But, but, but the psalmist did not say that we can't think God's thoughts. We, we, you can think God's thoughts. So I want, I want to, I, I run probably Psalms 23. Anybody ever, anybody know what Psalms 23 says? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me and guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff shall comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anoints my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Do you know how many times I say that in my mind? Probably 20 times a day. Why? Because I need to walk in some peace. Anybody have, anybody have any fear or stress? or You ever deal with that? You know, I... I I mean, my mornings are like good, you know, I'm like, woo. but by the time mid-afternoon or close to the evening, I'm sometimes I'm mad as fire. You know, <laughs> I don't know, just I start off good, but I end sort of in the flesh. And we, we want to start we 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 want to start off good, but we also want to end good, too. Amen. And so we need to keep God in our equation. And I love meditating on the word of God. I love Psalms uh, 19, 7, 7 through 11. And uh, I love what it says here. When we meditate on the word of God, some of the benefits, it says uh, the law of the Lord is perfect and it's, and it's converting the soul. So God's, God's spirit, as you meditate on it, it will convert your soul. What is your soul? It's your mind, your will and your emotions. So as we meditate on the word of God, it will convert our soul because, you know, you have a brand new spirit, but you don't have a brand new mind. And you don't have a brand new body. And, and you know, we are in a, you know, as, as Christians, we're saved, but we're also being saved. In other words, our, we're, our spirits are, you know, uh, are, are accounted as righteousness. Amen. And our spirits are, are perfect in God's sight. But what, what we, we have to do as we walk this walk, we have to meditate on the word of God and we have to renew our mind. Amen. So we got we're in a process of our minds being saved. And then, you know, you know, we just have the down payment of our salvation because pretty soon we're going to have glorified bodies. Is that awesome? You know, I'm I'm always trying. I'm fighting the battle of the bulge. Anybody ever know what I'm talking about here? And I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to stay fit and, and and stay at a certain weight. Man, I, I, gained, I, I lost three pounds and gained two and a half pounds this week. 
Anybody here? I'm stepping on scale every day. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'm good. Okay, I'm good. And then I, I, I kind of eat a little, you know, I had a little cheesecake, then, you know, and all that. And then, oh, my Lord, I went up another pound. I lost a pound. And I went. I'm glad when we get to heaven, we're going to have perfect bodies. We're going to have... We're going to have bodies that are... See, see, you have a down payment of your salvation, but, but it's not over yet. Pretty soon, Jesus is going to be split in the eastern sky, and, and in a twinkling of an eye, we will be transformed, and we will have glorified bodies. And we won't, have the, we won't be fighting sin or fighting the weaknesses because we'll be in God's presence. Glory to God. And it's going to be awesome. But I still believe that it can be awesome down here. And I still believe there can be days like heaven on earth. And as we start walking in the spirit, learning to walk in the spirit of God, not be so body conscious, not not be so so oriented to our feelings, how we feel. No, we walk by faith and not by sight. And the enemy's trying to get our, get, you know, push on our thought life. And wrong thoughts will produce wrong feelings that will produce wrong actions. And if we're thinking wrong, we'll be speaking wrong. And then we'll be acting wrong. So, so the word of God will convert your soul. Uh, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. So, you know, you may not be the smartest, the sharpest tool in the shed. But, you know, if you put the word of God in, it will make even the simplest person wise. Amen. Amen. And so as you put that word in, God will make you smart. He will make you look smarter than than people that may have the degrees and may have all that. But God can can give you wisdom. One of my daily prayers is, is that, God, I'm asking you that you give me wisdom, direction and guidance for the day. Amen. And so and so it says here that um, the statutes of the Lord are right. And the statutes is also would be considered the word of God are right. Rejoicing the heart. So so God's God's uh, uh, word will cause our heart to rejoice. I remember that, um, uh, you know, I'm in a sort of a flood zone where my house is at. It's right on the edge. So I'm just kind of like on the edge of a flood zone. And when it rains really hard, you know, it starts flooding. My street floods. And we were having a bad storm. And, uh, and I was getting nervous because the water was coming up on my grass and go, go, going up to the house. And that can make you nervous. You know, it makes, you know, you can get nervous when you see a canoe going down your street. You know, I, we had a canoe going down the street like, hey, you know. <laughs> you know, you can get nervous. And I was getting nervous. I was talking to somebody from the congregation said uh, it was James Johnson. And I was talking to him uh, about the rain. And and James said, well, you know, the Bible says that the dwelling of the righteous is blessed. I said, oh, it does say that. And, you know, when 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 James gave me that word, I realized it. And I'm a pastor. I should know all that. But uh, pastors don't have every promise in their arsenal, but we should we should have a lot. And uh, when he said that, it, it brought peace and my heart started rejoicing. Why? Because God's promises are true. All God's promises are yes and amen. 
Not no and maybe, but yes and amen. So, so when you get the promise of God, when you be, see, you have to believe the word of God. You have to believe that God's word is true, that God stands behind his word. Like our government stands behind our money. Okay, maybe that's a bad example. But, but, but you know, it's backed by gold, right? It used to be, our money used to be backed by gold. But it still spins, thank God, and still the, the currency that most of the world looks at, amen, as the bar for currency, amen? You know why that is? Because our money says, in God we trust. And as long as it stays, and if they better not take that, in God we trust off our money, because our money probably be worthless when they do the, if they try to do that, and I don't believe that's going to happen, amen? And so, so it says, making wise is simple, um, the commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Amen. So, so God's word will bring enlightenment to us. And just like when I was, re, you know, was thinking about that we're new creations in Christ, old things are passed away, all things become new, that, that we are made in God's image, but, but God is love, so we're made in the image of love. That's, that's pretty neat to think about that. You're made in the image of love. I, I, I need to walk in more love. Oh, it's quiet in here. <laughs> and yes, you do, Pastor, but I don't. Yes, well, you, we all need to walk in love. Amen. Amen. And so when we walk in God, we walk in love. Amen. And so, and so number two key, so the first key we want to meditate on, we want to, we want to meditate on the word of God. And we want to, you know, meditating is, is, is pondering and thinking about the word of God and speaking it out loud. And when we do that, uh, it becomes real in our life. Amen. The reason why sometimes God doesn't seem real to us at times is because we're not spending enough time in his word. We're not spending enough time worshiping him. And we're, we're not, a, you know, you know we, we, we forget sometimes who we are in Christ. And we don't want to forget. Look at your neighbor and say, don't forget. See, I'm trying to get you guys interactive because I know I used to sit there in the chairs and I like. You know, what I'm talking about kind of nod off a little bit. You know, you, you start, you know, the enemy is a master at distractions. He doesn't want us to be focused. Amen. That's why Jesus would say uh, he would yell out. He who have ears to hear, let him hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. You know what Jesus was actually saying? Wake up! <laughs> That's what he was saying. Wake up! Listen! Amen. So number two, practice the word of God. The number two key in developing your spirit, man, is that you have to practice the word of God. We have a lot of hearers of the word, but I don't know if we have a lot of doers of the word. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And a lot of times, you know, as church is set up, see, we, I'm believing, you know, that we can get people practicing the word of God every day, you know, of the week. Amen. Not just on Sunday mornings, but practice walking with God. Amen. And I love what it says in James 1, 21 and 26. It says, therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. So James is saying here that we need to lay aside some things. Even though we're Christians and we're new creations in Christ and we're in a new kingdom, there is the kingdom of darkness all around us. 
And that kingdom of darkness is negative. And it will try to draw us into that negative vortex, if I may. And it will always try to get us thinking negative. Are you, and it's always trying to draw us. And so, so, so James is saying, lay aside filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Wait a minute. I'm already saved, Pastor. Yes, your spirit man is saved, but your soul needs to be saved as well. And, and your soul is going to be as, as saved as much as you put the word of God into it. And so it says here that uh, that the uh, the it says here receive with meekness the implant word which is able to save your souls, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror, and he observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks at the perfect law of liberty. And continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. Amen. So we see here, he's saying here, if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, you start to forget who you are. You forget who you are in Christ. We don't want to forget who we are in Christ. And so, so we have to keep, you know, I'm going to say this as, as um, creations of Christ. And we have to keep reminding ourselves who we are in Christ. We have, to, we have to talk to God and remind ourselves, amen? And he's saying here that if you hear the word of God and you're not a doer of the word, the Bible says you actually become a self-deceived person. In other words, you deceive yourself. So what we want to do is we want to honor and we want to be a doer of God's word. You know, it's funny, I, you know, I... You always hear me saying this, but I'm always witnessing. I'm always looking for opportunities to witness to people. And uh, I, I just enjoy doing that. And, and so I love doing that. Maybe I like controversy. I don't know. And, uh, but um, I just like to shake it up. Every, anybody like to shake it up every once in a while? And so I, I, I just like to shake. Sometimes I like to shake people up. Why? Because I want them to start getting their, you know, getting their thinking. Start thinking about some things. Especially about eternity. And, you know, I would be witnessing somebody and I said, do you, you know, I was talking to them about heaven and hell. And this one person says, I'm not going to go to hell like that. And I'm thinking they don't have a shred of evidence of Jesus in their life. They don't go to church. They don't, you know, but they don't, they're not going to hell. You know, they don't have a shred of evidence. And I'm going to say this. We're not saved by faith alone. Oh, man, you're you're preaching something now. We are saved by faith through grace, not of works, let any man shall boast. But, but our faith is, is, is not just believing that saves us. Oh, man. There, it's a combination. It's believing and acting. Now we're getting somewhere. See, you can say, well, I believe that Jesus died on the cross. But if you don't ask him to come into your heart, that's acting. You can believe that all day. And, and say, well, I'm, I'm okay. But if you don't receive Jesus and ask him to come in your heart and be your Lord and Savior, that's the action part of it. So believing alone doesn't, doesn't work in the faith arena with God. You have to have some action with your believing. 
And for people to say, oh, yeah, I believe, you know, I'm not going to hell. Well, are you living for God or are you living for yourself? Is there a shred of evidence that God is in your life? Is, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Is there anything that can convict you of being a Christian? Well, you know, if you check my phone out, glory to God, you'll find all these Christian music in my, in my phone. You'll find the music. You'll have Bible apps on my phone. I mean, I'll have enough to convict me. I'd go to jail for being, if they, if they outlawed Christianity. And so we should, there should be things. My mom's house, by the way, you, my mom would go to prison for years. I walk in my mom's house. There's scriptures everywhere. I mean, she has paintings of Jesus in her house. She has scriptures in her house. Everywhere, in the bathroom, she has scriptures. Are you, and, and, and it's everywhere. She would go to prison for life. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And so some of us, we need, we need to start reach, change, put some scriptures around and, and put, and get your phone acclimated to God. Get, to, get God in your phone. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And, and, and so when people don't have a shred of evidence of God in their life and they, oh, and most people, I'm going to say this, most people think they're going to go to heaven. Oh, God's too good. He's not, I'm a good person. No, you better have Jesus in your life and, you, and your faith better be producing some good acts or some good deeds. Oh, man, pastor, you're preaching today. Why? Because, you know, faith without corresponding actions, and we're going to look at this this morning, and I'm going to try to get through it. But see, 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 if you truly have faith, James says faith alone will not save you. Oh. James actually said that. Faith alone will not save you. No, you better have some actions with your faith. That's like saying, yeah, I believe in the latest diet, you know, the keto zone. And I believe in doing keto diet. But if you're eating Twinkies, donuts, eating all the things that keto says you don't, you know, the keto diet says you don't want to eat. You don't believe in that diet. But if, you, if you're ascribing to it and you're doing it, amen, and you're doing it every day, then you're showing that you believe. Look at James. In, in James 2, 14 and 26, this is really good because, because your faith speaks. I'm going to say that again. Your faith speaks. It speaks in our actions. And it says here, what good is it, my brothers? James 2, 14 and 26 this is NIV. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? This is really good. Oh, man, Pastor. I love, you're, you're hurting me so good. Amen. Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs... Uh, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself is not accompanied by action is dead. So he's saying faith by itself without action is dead. But someone will say you have uh, you have faith and I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. So, so he's, 
he, he's, you know, this is James and he, he's, he's teaching to his church congregation. And there's some people obviously in a church congregation that's not acting like a Christian's. And he's and they're they're living like the world and he's seeing that and, and or they're saying, well, I belief is enough to save me. No belief and corresponding action saves you. That's one. Amen. Thank you very much. No, you got to you got to ask Jesus into your heart. Another way of saying that I believe Jesus corresponding action could be being water baptized. You're saying, I believe that Jesus saved me. And so the next step, I'm going to get water baptized. Jesus was water baptized. That's the command of Jesus. So as an act of my faith, I get water baptized, right, to 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 reveal that I have faith. Okay, man, it's it's, it's good in here, isn't it? Man, you guys are quiet today. Show me. See, everybody wants to hear the message. Pastor, I can be a Christian. I'm saved forever and I don't have to do nothing. There's no accountability to my faith. There's some accountability to your faith. Amen. Amen. You you need to walk with Jesus. There's some accountability there. But but we all want to hear the message. Oh, you're saved by faith and faith alone. No, James doesn't say that. It says here, you have faith and I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds. I'll show you my faith by my deeds. You believe there is one God. Even the demons believe and shudder. You foolish person, do you not... Do you want evidence of faith without deeds is useless? You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. See, 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 uh, Abraham is called the father of our faith. The first thing how he acted in faith is when God spoke to him and said, I want you to leave your family and go to a place you don't know where you're going, but I want you to start following me. And, and that, you know, if, if Abraham said, ah, uh, that sounds nice, but I'm going to hang out with my family that worships idols. You know, he was in an idol worship culture. Uh, then, then, he, then his faith would not be working. And he and he and he wouldn't be accounted as righteousness. And here it says here that his faith, when God said to him, I want you to sacrifice Isaac, your only son, the promised son. And if he said, ah, no, then his faith would not be working. But Abraham said, yes, see, 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 faith and obedience go hand in hand. See, if you're going to walk with God, you got to obey God. Oh, pastor, you, you tell me something today. Yeah, yeah. Faith and obedience go hand in hand. No obedience, no faith or very little faith. Are you listening to what I'm saying? It says Abraham believed God and it was credit to him as righteousness. He was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. Oh, what is James saying here? He's saying that our faith is is demonstrated by what we do and not just believing in Jesus and not doing nothing. That's pretty good. So he's saying it's not faith alone that saves you. Woo, man. And he and it says says that that uh, Abraham was counted righteous because he obeyed God. And so when listen, when you obey God 
and you come to church on Sunday mornings and, and you worship God and you give into the offering and your, your finances are using to, 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 to push the gospel and the kingdom of God into this dark world and, and you're serving God. I'm telling you, your faith is speaking. When you tithe and give offerings, your faith is speaking. Your, your faith is saying something. You know, it, it's interesting to me that, that a lot of people don't, don't try to equate that. They want to say we're saved by, 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 gra- uh, by, faith through, uh, by grace through faith. And yes, we are. It's God's grace that saves us, but it's our faith that gets the job done. And our faith is action to it. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Let's look at James, uh, well... Let's go continue down here. It talks about Rahab, the prostitute. And um, this is a story in the Old Testament. You all probably know the story is when the children of Israel, when when Joshua sent out spies to spy out the land, two spies, they went into Jericho. And uh, and so this uh, lady, uh, Rahab, she was a prostitute. But she, uh, she, uh, you know, the guy, I don't know how they ended up in her house. Uh, we won't go there. That might be a different message. But, um, but they ended up in this prostitute's house, right? I know, I never thought about that. But uh, they ended up in this prostitute's house. And um, they were good Christian people. They were doing the right things. And they weren't Christians, but they, they believed in God. But they ended up in her house. And you know what she did? The Bible said that that she hid the spies and she was able to allow them to escape. And she she protected the spies from the people, from the from the people in the city, from from the authorities. And she risked her life to save these spies. She risked her life. See, faith is actually putting your life on the line. Oh. Faith is saying, I'm going to obey God regardless it's going to cost me my job. Oh, 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 I'm saying something. Yeah, faith is saying that I'm going to, if it's going to cost me, if I got to risk my life, I'm going to live for God and not for the world. Faith puts it all on the line. And so Rahab is, is, is in this in the New Testament as a person with faith because she didn't just, you know, say, oh, hey, spies, nice to have you. Get out of my house. Hopefully you don't get caught. No, she did something. She protected these spies and, and it gave her, she, she is in the lineage of Jesus. Amen. And so, and so it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter, you know, how you lived your life. Thank God when you start, when you have faith and you get Jesus in your heart, it should, it should propel us to do good things. We are created to do good works. Say, I'm created to do good works. You know, in Matthew 25, you know, uh, Jesus is giving some parables and and he's talking about, you know, uh, the kingdom of God. And he gives a parable. And and I've mentioned this and I've preached on this parable before about the talents. Remember the talent parable? And you have one guy with five talents, one guy with two talents, one guy with one talent. Right. And the five, five talent guy did something with his talents and he doubled it. The two talent guy doubled his talent. But the one ta- ta- talent guy buried it. He didn't do anything with his life. Listen, you got to do something with your life. 
You got to do something with Jesus. You got to start walking with him. You got to start walking in obedience. And, and that person lost the blessing in his life. And so really, and then I started studying in Matthew 25. And Matthew 25, 31 through 40 is really interesting because we think it's just faith alone. But Jesus says something different here. He says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, this is Matthew 25, 31 through 40. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. And all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on the right and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on the right, come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom is prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Think about that. So these are acts. These are acts. These are good deeds. Think about that. And these are deeds that should make up our life. Now, we don't do good deeds to get a relationship with God. We don't do this to pay our way to heaven. We, we do this because heaven is already downloaded in us and we already have heaven. So we do these things as a result that heaven is part of our life, that Jesus is part of our life. We're not trying to prove something that we're Christians by doing good deeds. We're not proving that we're Christians. But when we do good deeds, it does reveal who we are in God. Does that make sense? In other words, we need to get busy. Look at James and get busy. We need to get busy. And what was interesting about this is, is that, that when Jesus is, is, is talking here, he's saying here um, that, um, that the righteous will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you and thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger invite you in or, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick in prison and go and, and go visit you? And the king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did uh, for one of the, uh, the least of these brothers and sisters, you've done unto me. And so a lot of times when we're walking in Christ and we're walking in a spirit, we do things being led by God as we bless people and we, we, we go visit the sick and we, we do things. That's not just a pastor thing to do. Well, that's what the pastor gets paid to do. No, no, that's for all of us to do. We're all called to, to reach out and be a blessing. And just like today, you know, after this service, uh, you know, we, we have, uh, we're going to be giving uh, uh, shoe boxes to the poor with stuff in it. And at, at the end of the service, you can come in the back and help put these boxes together. Why? Because, because the love of God compels us to do something good. Now, I know you might have something that you might need to get to after I'm done preaching. You may need to get to, you know, uh, you know, Golden Corral before the bat, you know, beat the Baptist to the Golden Corral. But, but we're going to give you a little time to do some work back there, if you like. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Why? Because it's God's love that compels us. And we will do things in love automatically. We will start walking in love and we're giving and we do things automatically. So, so what does that mean? To, to, pra- to practice the word of God is us doing things even when we don't feel like it. What? Yes, you do things, good things, even if you don't do it. Why? Because you're sowing good seed. Amen. Amen. And so for a person to say, I got faith and they got no fruit. They have no works. They don't have no shred of evidence of Jesus being in their life. They live their life for themselves. Their Sundays are for them. Every day is for them. I don't know if they have Jesus. Ooh, man. Because Jesus said, you will know them by their fruits. And our fruits is the actions of our lives. In other words, our lifestyle. And is our lifestyle, you know, shouting out Jesus from the mountaintops. You, you, our lifestyle, your lifestyle that, you know, you got people that are backslidden in their walk and and, and, they're, and they're not in church and, and they're not walking with God like they need to. And and, you know, they're 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 backslidden and their faith is waning. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And we need we don't need to be we need to be on fire for God. We need to be so fired up. Sunday morning should be one of the most exciting days of the week for us as we get prepared to go worship the living God. As we put God first place in our lives. And as we do that, we're showing our faith is 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 crying out. Is crying out. And you're here today because you're It's a proof that you are saved because you want to be in the house of the Lord. You want to be with other believers. Hopefully you're not just doing it out of obligation. Hopefully you're serving God out of love. It's the love of God that compels us to do good things. And as you do that, he's going to say, well done, thy faithful, good and faithful servant. Enter in to the joy of your Lord. And we need to get busy acting on the word of God, doing what God wants us to do. Here's another. I'm closing down on this second key, but Philippians 4, 6 and 7. It says here, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. So this is good scripture here because, see, here Peter is, is saying, uh, or I'm sorry, Paul is saying here that, uh, that we're not supposed to be anxious for anything. We got to practice walking in peace. We got to practice casting our cares on the Lord. We got to practice that glory to God. We got we to practice and, and, and we need to learn to let things go and let God. Amen. And when we start, how do you practice walking in peace? Well, Jesus is your Prince of Peace. Amen. You practice it by speaking the promises of God's word like Psalms 23. You are my shepherd and I shall not lack for any good thing. You know, Jesus is your Prince of Peace. Yes. And you need to receive him as your Prince of Peace. And you need to cast your cares on the Lord, for he cares for you. And you need to make set a resolve on the inside that you're not going to worry. 
Amen. Because worry, which is, it, it, it's, it's, it's an offspring of fear. And, and you know, we're not going to walk in fear. We're going to walk in faith. So, you know, you may be here today. You may be thinking, man, uh, I haven't been doing too much for God. Well, you can start. You can start thinking about things. Whenever there's an opportunity for you to be a blessing, uh, be a blessing. Whenever there's an opportunity, you know, and, and there's opportunities all the time. You just got to you just got to be open to the opportunity to come our way. And when you do that, God will bless you. You cannot outgive God as you sow into the kingdom of God, as you sow righteous seeds of, of good deeds. God will bless you. God will. I'm telling you, since I've been spending time with God, um, I'm closing this down. Uh, and, uh, you know, and it's, I'm, you know, sometimes I, anybody ever, anybody ever misplace things? And I, I misplace, I seem to misplace things a lot. I don't know. I don't want to call myself the absent-minded professor, but I, I seem to be, you know, I'm always misplaced, you know, because I don't know. And, uh, but God's been helping me find things lately. I mean, I, 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 would, I, I don't even pray about it. I just thought, man, where is that thing? All of a sudden, I'm just, you know, I'm walking, and I, I, my keys, for instance, I said, where's my keys? And all of a sudden, I had a vision. They're in the bathroom on the side of the toilet. What are they doing over there? And I walk in the bathroom, and there they were. It was like it was like a knowing. And then there was something else I was lost. And I and my iPad, I was looking for that last night as preparing the message. Where's my iPad? Because the kids are always have it. And the Christian or the kids have my, my iPad. It seemed like they either have my phone or my iPad. Man, I gotta walk in love. But anyway, never put games on your phone, parents. Never, never are you hearing what I'm saying? Just just a disclaimer here, because you won't have your phone half the time. But uh, and I said, where is my iPad? And so I walk into the den and I just felt led to stick my hand down, you know, the sofa. It has a crack in it. And I pulled it out. I thought, wow, God's good. You know, and it, it's nice to be led by the Holy Spirit. It's nice when you start spending time with God and, you, and all of a sudden you're walking with him and he's leading you and he's guiding you. You know, it has, has God ever done that for you? You know, you didn't have to fast and pray for three days to figure out where it's at. God is leading you and guiding you all through. As, as you meditate on the word of God and, and as you practice the word of God, again, practicing is, is being a blessing out there, uh, uh, in, engaging your faith in prayer, in worship. Amen. You know, Jesus talks about practicing your faith. Three ways. Amen. I'm closing here. One, he talks about prayer. Two, he talks about giving. And three, he talks about fasting. We don't want to talk about the fasting part of it, Pastor. But, um, amen. We're going to be doing fasting in January. And so I, I want to encourage you to get ready for God to really change some things as we fast as a body of believers in this church starting in January. And I'm believing that, that 2020 is going to be so much greater than 2019. Do you believe that 2020 can be greater, can be, get, God can bless you tremendously, that we're going to see more harvest come in. We're going to see more people saved. We're going to see more people set free. And hopefully Jesus is coming back. Amen. And in 2020, I hope he's coming. I'm believing he'll come back tonight. To your truth. 
because I want to get out of all that hard work. No, I just want Jesus to come back because I'm ready. I'm ready to see him. Glory to God. I'm so fired up about Jesus. I'm ready to move on to my new body. I'm ready to move on to my new heavenly abode. I'm ready to move on. How many people are ready to move forward in God? Amen. So all you have to do is just take those steps of faith, meditate on the word of God. As you take steps of faith and being a doer of the word of God, the Bible says, uh, James said, that man that's a doer will be blessed. And I'm telling you, the blessings will run over you and overtake you as you operate in faith and you become not just a hearer, but a doer of the word of God. Did you receive it this morning? Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and your goodness today. And I thank you, Father God, that that we are meditators. We meditate on your word and and that word will will propel us to be to be people that that do good deeds for your glory. And I just thank you, Father God, that you're positioning this church to be an outreach church, a church that reaches out to the lost and dying world that's all around us. And Father, I just thank you for the precious people here today, the visitors here and, and, and even those that are watching um, by, by telecast. And, and if, if, if you um, are watching this today and you don't know, there's no real true evidence of your faith. Uh, you're not too sure if you died, you, you, you'll make it to heaven uh, maybe, maybe you never confessed Jesus as your Lord. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, 10, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross, you shall be saved. So I'm going to lead you in this prayer this morning. And if you're watching, perhaps, or you're here in the audience and you never made a faith confession, uh, do this today because today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. And every day that we say no to God or do we hold off, or we don't, you know, it, 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 it it's harder. It, it, it becomes harder and harder to live for God. So say this after me in meaning your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 